1: too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy30.
0: You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on bleeding green nation that's right we have uh, made it to episode uh, 30 no 40 we are over the hill now and uh, we have a, kind of a special treat here as we're reacting to uh, what we saw last night with the patriots and eagles as the joint practices finally came to a head uh we'll introduce everybody here of course uh, the assistant editor-in-chief of bleeding green nation.com mr mike k what's going on pal
2: hey how's it going
0: fantastic uh,
2: happy to be here
0: <laughs> and uh uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's been a long time coming for our next guest here, but uh, Matt Daring, A.K.A. the Angry Internet Commenter, uh, Oh Wow, whom on the internet and part of our Eagles over in Reddit. What is going on, my friend? How are you, John? I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get right into it, guys. Mike, you you had uh, you know your review that went up today uh, on BleedingGreenNation.com. Of course, you can check that out. Uh, Considered it a kind of a sloppy mess. I don't really disagree with you, but what were some of the good and bad things that you saw right off the bat?
2: Well, uh, you know, there's the Carrie Williams interception uh, that went for a touchdown. I thought Vinnie Curry had a really nice block on uh, the Patriots, like 87th tight end of the week that they brought in. Um, But a lot of people aren't mentioning the block by Michael Kendricks on a much bigger Nate Solder. Um, I thought that that made the entire play, honestly, um Kendrick's like walloped him uh and then um you know I thought it was really interesting to see pretty much everybody their mom and their dog get first team defensive reps it didn't really work out the way we probably would have liked it but I thought that that was interesting I thought it was good to get you know Smith Marcus Smith Travis Long uh Najee Good Emmanuel like all those guys some starter reps so they at least have an understanding of playing against you know nfl talent i thought Foles did an okay job i mean he wasn't spectacular but he played well he bounced back i thought he was pretty sharp i thought you know from a from a decision making standpoint he didn't make any bad decisions uh i thought he got the ball out eh, i mean he there were times where he held on to the ball at least two yeah, plays he had, he
3: had he had one pretty bad one i think the other one yeah. was excusable but The one he was, you know, just, come on, man, throw the ball.
2: Yeah, Yeah, there was, there were some, I mean, and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, if we're going to talk about good things. Zach Ertz, he had two catches, but both of those catches were extremely impressive. He boxed out Patrick Chung, which on paper you'd be like, well, that's not (laughs) impressive. That's just a, that's an absolute. But, uh, you know, his extra effort made that touchdown work. And then he had, like, this really nice grab over you know, in the middle of the field where he had to make this jumping grab and it it just, it looks so clean. And then I would also say Jordan Matthews. I mean, Jordan Matthews, Jordan Matthews, Jordan Matthews. He actually looked like a future Hall of Famer, dare I say it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what Hall of Fame he would be in, but uh, you know. He ate he, like- uh,
0: he ate the eight pound burger in under an hour at uh, oh know, yeah that's, <laughs> well there you go name on the wall yeah I mean I I uh, completely agree with you I mean like Jordan Matthews I think that's something that everybody needed to see just be like okay and uh, kind of get over that another name that I liked is uh, Brandon Bear got some reps with the first team I thought he looked pretty damn good uh, Joe Kruger even though towards the end of the game again he showed up and boy oh boy to my boy Bo Allen we gotta talk about that eventually Bo Allen. Is wrecking house again, and that was uh, against some first teamers. So the hype train for me kind of continues to uh, you know uh roll right along for that guy. But uh, Matt, what did what's something that you saw out there that you were concerned about? What's something that you liked uh that you saw out there last night?
3: Uh, well, I really liked uh Marcus Smith, I thought he looked like he was very natural, very good linebacker. Uh, he looked like a basketball player out there. He he got downfield with some tight ends. Uh, there was one player in particular where he just got upfield and he flushed Ryan Mallett out. And unfortunately, Jason Phillips was uh, off the concession stand or whatever. And, <laughs> and uh, he wasn't there to cover when Mallett ran for that big touchdown, but um, Marcus Smith, he got right up there. He he got his hands on the the tackle and, uh, you know, he, he did a decent job of shedding shedding the block, but... Uh,
0: you know, and that's, well, one, that's one thing that's kind of been a, a little bit of a split kind of down the middle as I'm looking in here this morning and this afternoon as we're here uh, recording this on Saturday. Why do you think that people are suddenly freaking out that Marcus Smith was a waste of a first-round pick? I didn't s- see that at all last night.
3: S- suddenly? I think people have been freaking out about it well, since... Well, I mean,
0: it's, it's just been like it, it got amped up again for some reason.
3: Oh, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I I don't have the I don't have my finger on the pulse of the internet. Uh, <laughs> what are other you than, talking about you
0: are yeah, the internet. Other than,
3: yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know. Uh, other than um, he just I, I don't mean, know. He has he hasn't had any flash plays yet. He hasn't like uh, he hasn't had a big sack or you know a fumble or I don't even think I've really seen him like shoot the gap any yet to to catch a guy in the backfield. But I you know he's a rookie and and he's playing a really hard position. Uh, I think he's showing and I think he's showing pretty good progress. He looked even better this week than he did last week. He's just got to work on, I don't know, does he have any pass rush moves?
2: No, he's, no, he's not gotta, at all. That, that's that's what the issue is. I think people are kind of concerned because he did get handled by a tight end at one point on one play. There was a couple of times where he got stood up by an offensive lineman. I mean, he basically just used his speed. He ran around, like even in the mallet, on the mallet play that you mentioned, he literally ran around the offensive lineman. So, you know, but that happens. There's a lot of rookies that are like that. People want that want to de-forward, you would have gotten that all the time and no pa- and no co- and no coverage ability None, so yeah. I, uh and he was taken a couple of picks later so i don't really understand what the the rush is to you know for lack of better words actually there are better words but i'm gonna use this <laughs> anyway but to, sh- to shit on smith i i just i don't get it i thought he was very active you know being active isn't necessarily always a good thing but i thought he was active in a, in a positive light last night i didn't see anything that really concerned me
0: uh, Matt, anything else that uh, really impressed you last night? Yeah,
3: I really liked uh, – I want to give a shout-out to two of the guys in the backup offensive line. Uh, that Josie screen. Uh, oh, were, man. Was, that was there crazy. was two monsters on there. Yeah, Dennis Kelly. I went back. I watched it. I watched it like five or six times You know, with audio, so my girlfriend was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but um, I, Dennis Kelly, I counted, he 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 pushed one guy upfield and then sort of threw himself at a second guy. And David Mulk was there. I don't know where he came He's from.
2: Fantastic.
3: He was, I counted four guys, including one guy who he sort of just boxed out. But I counted he took on four blo- four. uh sorry, he blocked four guys on that uh on that run down the side. That
2: was yeah. that was really yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's short too. He's a small guy. Like he's not I mean, he's strong as hell, but he's he's not a tall guy, he's not a big guy, and he really he cleared out that lane, kind of similar to how Vinnie Curry blocked on that uh uh pick six.
0: And the guy behind that, Henry jo- uh, Josie, I mean, he was one of the guys that I wanted, really wanted to watch last night. Uh, he didn't let me down at all. I thought... Yeah, you
3: got it, man. He's played a lot.
0: My, oh my. Like, that was... I mean, I didn't still don't understand Demarius Johnson in the backfield. I guess, why not? Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But Henry Josie looked awesome. I thought he, you know, saw everything that he wanted on the field, made a lot of excellent cuts. His speed uh, speaks for itself. It was pretty awesome, uh, I have to add, out there. Uh, I, I hate to bring it up. Just because I know it's been bashed into the ground, I don't, the Alex Henry miss the 47-yard field goal. It bothered me. I, I don't know if it bothered you as much as the uh, as, as it did for me, but you know, this is one of the things that we harped on in the offseason is why not bring some actual competition into this thing. Mike, did you have that same feeling, or am I just doing my old overreaction uh, business again?
2: No, I mean it was same old, same old. I can't. I don't trust Alex Henry as far as I can throw him, which is saying something because he weighs. Well, actually, I guess that that isn't saying something because he weighs like 15 pounds. But, um, you know, I, I thought he he is one of those guys that when your fiance or your girlfriend and Matt, maybe Matt and John, maybe you can attest to this when they're watching the game with you. they're they go before the game. They go, oh, he's gonna miss. Like when when yeah, you're yeah. when your when your significant other is like, well. Hmm. This isn't going to end well. She called this. She called the Saints. The Saints missed kick. I. I. God is my witness. She called it, and I was like, "Yep." So yeah. uh, you know, Alex Henry. I mean, you look at the Giants who have two McManus and 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 Brown who are lighting up the preseason. They're going to have to cut one of them. Um. You know, Shane Graham's about to get cut in New Orleans. I know a lot of people are like, "Well, we don't want somebody else's trash," but just because Alex Henry isn't going to get cut or probably won't get cut doesn't mean he shouldn't be so you're you're replacing him with another cut guy but that could turn out to be a very good option for you i mean remember the st louis rams passed on re-signing donnie jones what idiots they are i mean you know what i mean so
3: kickers are such a you know it's such a small sample size you're like you trot him out and even a bad guy he can do the right thing 50 times you know if you trot him out 55 times you, you, you know are talking about the difference between a good guy and a bad guy is what it just pull a percentage point. So right. probability dictates that even if we get somebody else's trash, they, they might be an improvement from what we saw last year. But I think the same, at the same time, you're looking at uh, the same story with Henry. He, um, he didn't do that well last year, but you know, you know, he could get lucky. We're, he doesn't do this a lot.
0: I, underst- I understand that part of it. It's just the, it's never been an accuracy thing with me. And it's always like, you know, I know David Akers wasn't the greatest, you know, most accurate kicker either, but he had the power to attempt to at least do it. I didn't. I felt more comfortable with him doing 47, 48, 50 in that range more times than I, Alex has tried it, you know, and I, I, I'm not sure if his, his attempts were down last year, so I, we don't have to keep talking about Alex Henry because I know it's, it, in the end, it really doesn't matter anyway, but.
3: The the thing well, is, I think I think Chip would say Henry's only out there when the offense screws up. That's
0: true. That's and that's a good point too. But if uh, then why? I think I
3: can speak for Chip Kelly at this
0: point. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't. Under, the only thing I don't understand is then why Carrie Spear? I don't know. Right? It's a funny nickname. I I don't know. It's I mean, fun, like, no, it's fun really no a sense. lot of stupid memes. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Well,
2: well, during the draft, um, I talked to a couple of different agents for kickers, and they were really into Nate Freeze. Uh, the kicker that got drafted by um, the Lions, and they also really liked Cairo Santos, but I guess uh, either the Kansas City Chiefs offered him more money, or he felt that he could beat Ryan Suckup. I don't know what the situation was there, but there—I mean, even Kevin Van Voorhis, a guy who's who's not been in the league at all—I mean, he's got a f- freaking leg for days. So I mean, there are plenty of guys. There are other. I mean, you know, Rob Baronis is still Uh-oh. out there. Uh. <laughs> Rob Baronis. Uh. I mean, I, I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying I would want Rob Baronis, but I also like saying Rob Baronis. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm just saying there there were other options out there. And I think, you know, you could have given, you definitely could have given him better competition. Now, would you have gotten him competition that would beat Alex Henry? Maybe not, but you could have gotten him better competition.
3: Yeah. And we yeah, like- I think, I think, um, Ultimately, it comes down to an economy thing, right? So you're talking about kicking competition, or are you talking about spending a little extra on a UDFA you really like? Or are you talking about using a late-round pick like the guy that got us Bo Allen, John, hey, no. and, and uh, you could use that on a kicker instead, and then where would we be?
2: Right, yeah, no, that's a great point. Um,
0: so
3: I think, it's a, I think it's a question of resource allocation. I know this isn't very sexy, but, you know, hey, how about if, what if I called it Moneyball? Then suddenly <laughs> you're all on board. You could
0: write a, you could write a best-selling book. Uh, at that
3: yeah, that's right yeah that's right Moneyball. Uh, why backup <laughs> kickers don't actually matter that
0: much <laughs> in real life and in fantasy I, I, t- <laughs> I, I tell you what real does or uh, in real life matters Curtis Marsh rock Carmichael not helping my faith in the cornerback depth uh, oh. I know I know and, I, and uh, Marsh was really polite and enough to you know give uh, Mike a great interview uh, it's a great read but I mean, it didn't – it could him in the worst time for, like, to go from an interview to that type of game. But, Mike, what did you see out there with Curtis Marsh and Rock Carmichael?
2: Well, uh, you know, there was the first draw – like the first touchdown try for the Patriots where he had a holding call, a pass interference, and then gave up a back shoulder touchdown. Oh, and then there was the two other touchdowns that he gave up. And the likely fourth one, there was one to times where – uh, it just let him out of bounds a little bit, but that should have been a fourth touchdown because um, he had a, a, at least, I, I believe, two steps on him. Um, you, you know, that it first
3: was a touchdown. I can't imagine. I can't imagine a guy covering a guy worse. You know, he was <laughs> yeah. he was two steps behind. Uh, maybe it wasn't the first touchdown. Maybe it was one where he got called for the pass interference. But he was two steps behind. He was he was not aware. He didn't get his head around. And then to top it all no, off, he did one. that. He did that hand waving thing. You know, where he just tried to obscure his vision or get all up in his kitchen or, or whatever he was trying to do. And I just was, you know, I was like, man, this is, this is a professional athlete. Uh, so why does he look like, um, me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and then the sad part about all this is you could tell he was working his ass off. Yeah, We have to acknowledge that yeah. he was, he was working. Well, you know,
3: I, um, I got tickets and I got to sit with the team, like the team, uh, family members. Uh, I met a couple of team family members. I met, like, Cold Anderson's dad. And they were, like, fringy guys. So, so Cold Anderson's dad's there. And he's, like, the nicest guy I've ever met. And I met Vinny Curry's brother. Um, I also met Curtis Marsh's, like, best friend growing up and his mother and father. And they were both – they were all, like, incredibly nice people. And, you know, uh, he seems like he's a nice guy. And I, I really rooted for him. I felt super bad for him. Especially – I mean, he just looked so – was, was the, the safety not telling him what he needed to hear? Or was he – I, don't, I just don't know. It was, it was, but it was, it was hard to watch.
2: I mean, it was a total, you know, one eighty from everything we've heard about in training camp. I thought he had an okay game against the Bears. I, you know, I don't know if it was the coverage scheme that he was given. I mean, he looked like he was playing the guys in man and, and playing tight at times. So I, I don't know what the what his issue was. It could have been the speed of the game. I don't know. But third stringers are making him look like you know. His yeah. name was Curtis Marshmallow. I mean, yeah. this was uh, this yeah. was this was a tough night. I mean, Rock Carmichael didn't even do this last week, and Rock Carmichael got skewered by us. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't. I this cornerback depth. I mean, if Nolan Carroll is out, I mean, you saw Boykin go get injured. I don't know if that was serious. You had Kerry Williams uh, with the hamstring. Bradley Fletcher struggled ex- a lot in, in the Bears game. I you know, if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm already starting to check that waiver wire. I mean, you yeah was,
3: That's a great point. I was gonna say, I mean, I think I think Howie's been praised by a lot of us for um working the back of the roster so effectively. You know, and he's he's managed to come up with some real fines, like Najee Good or even you know, even Evan Mathis a while back was a was a mm-hmm. late signing. And and uh so I think this year we're gonna look into it and maybe this will segue nicely, but we have a few trading chips. Um we have a few we have a few things and and I'm sure that there's somebody out there who's got too many cornerbacks and just doesn't care, and we'll, we'll let someone go that we'd rather have. I mean, that's how we got – um, that's how we got Brandon Hughes, isn't it?
2: Yep. Yeah, we got – well, no – well, Brandon Hughes was like a, like literally an end of the season signing. Remember, there was that game where they signed him and Jamar Wall, and then Hugh Douglas or or no, not Hugh Douglas, like Derek Burgess, like a couple of years ago. Like okay, well
3: that,
2: that was like the end of the year. Like hey, we just need to put a like a roster out there because everybody's injured or old.
3: Right. Yeah. Well. So so okay, maybe it wasn't Brandon Hughes, but there you know there's probably somebody to find out there, and Howie will take care of it.
0: Along with that, I th- I think that we also – and we were talking off air about this. If for some reason, the defense as a whole unit, I don't know if it's because those guys aren't there or there's not enough faith or they don't have enough confidence themselves. I'm not really sure what's going on, but it, it really looks like they don't give a shit and they didn't give a shit last night to be there, especially with the first squad. And I do not that could be because of training camp fatigue. They came off a really long week, but it it doesn't make me feel any better. The pass rush still really isn't there. You know, I wonder if it's
3: um, they don't feel competitive. They've been practicing with these guys all week. You know, now they're out. Okay, there's a bunch of people here. All right, but I've seen this guy already. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of looking at his face. I'm sick of touching his his sweaty neck. You know, I'm just I'm just tired of it. Yeah, right. I'm into that. Yeah, (laughs) some some of the neck sweat. Well, you know, a couple of guys are trying hard. Maybe they are too. But I think for the most part, you saw guys who had no they had no desire to get off the line. They didn't really have any desire to like take on their blocker or defeat their block uh just sort of uh i don't know i didn't but i didn't the one thing is i didn't really think it was a good indication of what what they would look like when they were actually trying
2: I, I, yeah i mean you know i th- i thought D'Amico ryan's and michael kendricks played pretty hard i thought nate allen played pretty hard they looked like they're the people that actually cared on defense and in, in the first couple of series but outside of that i mean the, the veterans just kind of seemed to take their time i mean even malcolm jenkins who was dynamite in the first game, uh? Really, just didn't seem to be that active, or well, really the guys, put in the
3: guys you name all are, you know, somewhat looking over their shoulder. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true.
0: Yeah, Let's that's say, that's a good point. I think like
3: has uh, got Najee Good breathing down his neck, as well as old Father Time, uh, <laughs> and uh, Nate Allen's got Earl Wolf breathing down his neck. Although yeah. I think Nate Allen's opening up quite a quite a gap there.
2: Yeah. Well, and and Kendrick's—I mean, Kendrick's needs to prove that he actually can do something other than run into things. So, I think that that was—I think that that was a good step in the right direction.
0: Uh, the other debate, of course, we're getting—I mean, like I am so sick of talking about MoMA. It's—I'm done with it. I don't understand why. Well, here think, you are. Well, yeah, I know, but we're right, right, right back to it. I mean, people think that there is a chance that he could be a fourth or fifth receiver in this offense, and it's just like guys. The, I the, the, I understand. That height and speed and not running routes gets people excited. It gets me excited. That's why I'm a big Kelvin Benjamin fan. Uh, but I, I the, the thing with it is, it's just not ready. And it's not just the the one fumble, which you know delayed the offense for a hell of a long time and all that other stuff. And we'll get into uh, Sanchez and all that good stuff in a little bit. But I mean, I he can't really play special teams. The Aurelius Ben tip, uh, touchdown pass he should have secured. The hands are a problem, everyone, okay? So if he goes back to the practice squad, it's where he needs to be. He needs work. He needs a lot of work. And to even think about his ceiling is probably not going to be a number one guy. We talked about this on the preview show. It's not there. He's he's a year or two away from being a third, a three or a solid four in this NFL core.
2: You know, we're talking about the practice squad right now. Before When we signed him again this year, Did you think he was even going to make it past the first cuts? I mean, this is a huge, this is a huge area of improvement for him. I I think this is a lot of praise to say this guy is going to make the practice squad, Um, you know, and that might be taking a job away from, you know, Will Murphy, who is like the love of Chip Kelly's life for some reason, because I can't (laughs) figure out any other reason why he'd be on the practice squad, Um, you know, so... I think it speaks to MoMA's improvement, but there's so much more to go. And the Eagles do not have time to waste a a roster spot on a guy who's not fully developed or can't be accounted accounted on. You look at uh, Riley Cooper, who's had one quality year. You've got Jeremy Macklin, who is a walking injury. And unfortunately – uh you know i mean the poor guy give him a break but you know he really hasn't had a dynamite year yeah i mean you know i feel like there's like a there's like a a macklin side and then there's like a non-macklin side i'm kind of in the middle like i'm indifferent to his existence it it, it is (laughs) pretty
3: funny that he is such a polarizing player because he seems nice and he does his job and he's you know he's pretty good and he's a high draft pick but he's you know He's not a jackass. It's kind of funny that everybody's like, oh, yeah, Macklin. Oh, he's my least favorite player.
2: Because if you watch him in college, he was so dynamic. And now he's just like a one note sort of guy. So it's kind of like, but you know, what's funny is a lot of the, the, the polarizing, you know, the people that are polarized by him never watched him in college and they still have their criticism. So it's like, <laughs> what do you want from this guy? I mean, he is the best wide receiver in the class. I mean, I guess you can make an argument for, her, oh, well, no, I guess you can make an argument for Hakeem Nicks or Mike Wallace, but Mike Wallace. No, no, look can't. at what he did. <laughs> well, look at what Mike Wallace did. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Hakeem Nicks had two really good years. I mean, Macklin's yeah. had one really good year. I mean, you know. But that's like you know. Well, technically, wasn't Victor Cruz a free uh, a rookie in that class too? And he's probably. Uh,
1: well,
3: yeah. I mean, I mean like I would. Yeah. Maybe. You know who else I think was in that class? Uh, Rob Baronis. <laughs> Rob Baronis. <laughs> uh, 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 all right, so back to Moma. Uh, I uh, I've just not been impressed by him. I don't think he really shows the kind of body control you'd like. Um, he can kind of get he can kind of get separation, which is night and day from last year. I remember um, we were sitting down real close to where the uh, often the the wide receivers are going up against the DBs, and I watched Moma try to run just you know just running a straight line, man. And Eddie uh, Eddie Whitley, I think that was his name. Yeah, Eddie Whitley. Uh, all five foot ten of them was stuck in his pocket. <laughs> MoMA could not do anything. And, and you know, if I were a quarterback and I weren't being told, throw it to MoMA, I would be like, no, I, there's no way in hell I'm throwing it to that guy because he's got a defensive back, like, all over him. You know, there's – so I think he's gotten a little bit better, but I don't know if he can play special teams. Like, imagine him trying to make a special teams tackle. What? How does it end?
0: Yeah, not, it, not, not well. To, well. Me, well.
3: It, to me, it ends in him being broken in half like a matchstick. He's – I mean <laughs> – he's not very he doesn't inspire a lot of confidence there he doesn't look like um he doesn't look like he really has the strength to tackle Uh, some people will say yeah he played linebacker in college i don't know um but if i if i play it over my mind he gets hurt horribly and i don't want to see that but um more to the point i don't know if he can really block
0: Yeah. yeah I haven't, I haven't really been p- uh, paying that much attention on running plays when he's in and blocking. Yeah,
3: I, I watched him. He was, he was, he was in the slot, and he sort of just got in and he was mixing it up a little bit, but he not he didn't really seem to be contributing. It was more like, um, you know, here I am, you looking busy, kind of. Chip wants me to block, so here I go. Oh, this is my blocking hat. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I just don't know if, I don't know if there's really a place for a guy like that. Who was, uh, who was our fifth layer receiver last year? Brad Smith. He could do a lot of things. He was an excellent special teamer. He was a good blocker, um, and you know the wildcat stuff, whatever, whatever. But does Moma really inspire that in you?
0: No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. I, that's there's when when it comes to versatility and that's whole Chip's philosophy, this guy's pretty one note. So for now, yeah. anyway, let's just see how it develops and see the couple of more preseason games. Oh yeah, it?
3: and last thing, he'll be 25 in October. Oh well, there's you well,
2: know. And on top of that, my main issue with him is the softness. I mean, you watch the first play of the Bears game and he just like he caught a pass and just fell. Like there was nobody <laughs> around him. He just caught the ball and fell and then there was, you know, the fumble. Yeah, he took a hit, but like you're 6 foot 7 and you have huge hands. Bro, come on. And then and then he let the ground basically force him to cough up a ball. Uh there again, no one was around him. I I just it's just, it's not. He plays to his size now, but he doesn't play to his size, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah. Like, like right. he.
3: In his defense, I, catching a football is really scary.
2: It is. That's <laughs> true. It's true.
0: Especially it's true. when you got a gunslinger, a couple of gunslingers <laughs> back there, you know. It's, well, that's the other thing, too. We didn't really talk about Sanchez, outstanding once again. I know it's a veteran quarterback going against a bunch of Jews, uh, but the throws were all on point. The reaction time is really fast, faster than Foles, and I think he could learn. Foles could learn a lot of getting rid of the ball. I think that's still going to be an issue thus far. Uh, you know, it's 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 going to be. I'm not again. It's people are freaking out, and you know, oh, you're saying Sanchez should start. That's not what I'm saying. If there is an injury, or if it turns out that Foles isn't the guy, that's a kind of good insurance policy to have behind your back. You know, if we, we're not sure, I still have all the confidence that Foles can get this done. I know what preseason does to a lot of us, especially me. I start twitching and freaking out, and uh, this isn't going to work, and the defense won't work, and ah, uh, crap, we have no receivers to throw to. Which, you know, it's I think it's still legitimate. But do you guys feel that Mark Sanchez is the guy that can take over if the if he needs to, you know, get the call up from here?
3: Sure, I um. When he he was with New York, you know, they had the couple years they made the playoffs. They had a strong running game and they had, uh, you know, coaches that had all this fancy bells and whistles. And I think um, I think he can be served pretty well by, you know, having he's got an excellent line here. He's got a strong running game. He's got chip whispering in his ear. He's got, um, you know, he's got a lot of weapons, even even discounting the running game. You know, we've got we've got two great tight ends. We have, you know, a good pass catching back. We have one good receiver plus, uh, <laughs> so you know there's a. And there's Zach a Yeah, 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 we'll yeah, yeah. To there's there's a, there's a lot to um, there's a lot to there's a lot to like. I think um, I think he's shown that he you know he, he gets back there and he he looks he goes through his reads he he looks calm and and the arm seems to be there which is nice because uh, I never really I never really thought he had all that great of an arm but he looks pretty good. Uh, question is sanchez's problem he's always been sneaky bad because he has a low completion percentage and that's always been the story of his career as it hovers between like 53 and 55 and that's bad that's that's very bad so the question is can he start to can he start to do it a little bit more
0: Um, yeah i i would like to see him you know go up against the ones and and get get that uh rhythm and just see if he can do the same thing you know in the fourth preseason game even though they won't get an opportunity to probably do that in either but I mean, is anybody having any Foles doubts right now? Mike, in your mind, do you feel a little uncomfortable?
2: No, because you know, I look at both of those guys and how they've had to deal with drives. You know, Foles has had to deal with fumbles immediately. He's had to deal with tons of penalties throwing off the rhythm. He's had to deal with uh, you know, interceptions slowing him down. He's had to deal with all these other things that it doesn't seem like Sanchez has had to really deal with. Sanchez has been able to really be able to run the offense without really a lot of distractions or, you know, stoppage. So, and he's playing against second and third stringers, as we said, I think that my one issue is, is holding onto the ball too long with Nick. I, I the, outside of that, I really don't have any problems. I like that he got to play, um you know, a decent amount of time yesterday. Well, Friday, and I think, you know, having three quarters next week will help him greatly. I, I think that we also have to remember these guys hadn't played football, you know, in an actual game in months. It It's sometimes some guys react differently to other than others. And um again, no one played well against the Bears. I thought they, you know, he didn't have stud wide receivers out there either in this game. And. Uh, I thought he did well for what he had in front of him.
0: Uh, guys, as we're wrapping up here, uh, final thoughts. What do you want to see more out of this team? What do you want to see less of? Matt, we'll start with you. Uh, trade Brandon Graham. There's hey. one. Hey now.
3: Yeah. Oh, ho. yeah. Uh, I like Brandon Graham, even though he blocked me on Twitter for being too nice to him. Uh, <laughs> I, think he, I think he's a nice player. Uh, I think he shows a lot. And they didn't, they barely played him at all last night because they're like, yeah, we know what we have in Brandon Graham. Like, come on. that's uh, That's just bad. Now you just pity him like uh trade him. You could probably get something. So pull the pull the trigger on that. Um I thought um I thought Travis Long uh he showed up a few times. I was like good enough. Uh he's he's better already better than Casey Matthews in that respect. So uh I think uh, I think Brandon Graham it's, it's time for you to go.
2: Um wow, it's hard to follow that one up. <laughs> um No, I mean I, 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 I like Brandon I Graham. no, I don't. Yeah,
3: come on. I'm not like no. uh,
2: no, I feel like, I feel like Brandon Graham doesn't understand that we're all his best friend and just want what's best for him. Yeah, And, yeah. and he just wants to prove himself. It's okay, bro. It's okay, bro. You, you can go and you can have fun in a four, three defense. We're not trying to, to, you know, shit on you or, or, or hurt your feelings, but we want what's best for you and for us. Yeah, And that's, that's, I mean, it's a mutually beneficial move if he gets traded anyway. With that said, uh, you know, I just I want to see Riley Cooper or Jeremy Macklin play extended minutes with Nick Foles. I want Nick Foles to be able to throw to somebody other than Iffiani Moma, Aurelius Ben, and Brad Smith. It just like it's just not you're setting yourself up to fail. It's almost like, wow, I feel bad for him because Jordan Matthews is mostly taking second team reps. Like that that's when you that's when you know there's a problem with the wide receiver unit because you're like, well, Foles is playing with worse talent, worst wide receiver talent on the first on the first string offense i mean it's kind of ridiculous
0: and the you know the same with huff too like we'll see how the injury goes um that that you know that could be a, put a big dent in things as uh, suddenly Deshaun jackson doesn't look so bad i don't know too early too early uh uh but um we'll we'll have to uh, it's one of the things i want to see too the the third preseason game again it probably doesn't mean anything you want to know why because the patriots have uh, have had an awful third preseason game since forever and it has it ever affected their record no uh does it really tell you anything not really I, i'm i'm trying just to keep everything in check the biggest still the still the biggest thing for me is the pass rush i didn't think Vinny curry had that great of a game even though you know, he got into the backfield a couple of times and that's great, but he got blown off the line a lot during running plays. So that's one of the downfalls It's just like, well, we can either, we can have a guy that can pass rush or a guy that can cover and they can't do both. And it's, that's the thing that still scares me. So uh, that being said, we thank uh, Matt for uh, joining us for this reaction show here on episode 40. We hope to see him again for Mr. Mike K and for me, John Barchard. Uh, We will uh, see you next time on BGN Radio. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on bleedinggreennation.com. (laughs)